Hi, everybody. It's a combined effort this week, um, a double bonus podcast, possibly in a few parts. I'm Bhavna from Under the Table. I'm Brittany from Brooks Views. I don't think that unless you're hurting someone, I, do, I don't understand this culture of, you know, perpetual apologies or yeah. saying sorry or being told that you have to be sorry for something that invariably you cannot control. No. I mean, if you're running around setting people's houses on fire, then be sorry, you yeah. know, because, you know. <laughs> I just, um, I, I think for me, and uh, quite a few friends I know as well, like, we're bony people, and, um, <laughs> you know, we have our own problems, yeah. like trying to find non-TV clothes Time that fit us. us. Exactly. And then I have yeah. the, the double problem of being short. So I am technically at 9 to 10 or 10 to 11, right? I was going to say, yeah, you're a um, But like other women, and, and that's the thing that irritates me most of all, we'll see what will happen to you. What is that? Is that a threat? Does that, like, is that going to make you feel better? Is your butt going to get smaller if I get better? Well, if it worked like that, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it would. <laughs> I feel like it's this thing that's passed down from, like, you know, when I have it a lot with my grandmother, where mm-hmm. she'll complain about her knees or aches and pains. And then, you know, when you don't fall all over her and, oh, I'm so sorry, and what do you need, and blah, 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 because it's, you know, the 50th time in 30 seconds that I've heard this story. Sure. Then, <laughs> then, you get, <laughs> then you get, um, well, you'll see what will happen to you one day, my girl, and you'll remember my words. And I think it's this thing that's passed on from woman to woman to woman from our mothers and our grandmothers, where it's, you know... You you don't. I mean, I'm a lot bigger than you, width ways and height ways. Most people are, Brit. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, it's like it's it's. I think it's fishing. So it's that thing where you're like, oh, you can eat whatever you want, and just you wait until your metabolism slows down. Because I want you to say something like, oh, but you look so amazing, and can't be like that, and you know that you know, genetics or whatever, that'll mm-hmm. make me feel better about myself. But instead, I just choose to be an asshole. <laughs> and instead of saying to you, Bub, I like, I really feel insecure when we go out because you're this teeny tiny little dwarf person who, you know, wears a size like zero and I look like Dumbo next to you. So like, can we just meet at a restaurant at a separate time so we don't have to walk next to each other so that I don't have to be like Nelly the Elephant. I kind of just barrage you with one day you'll feel my pain. You know. Because life sucks. You know. You won the genetic lottery and now I'm no more your friend. To all of, to all of you who are listening, these are the actual <laughs> conversations that I have. Um, which is why we thought it would be a fantastic time to share it with you. Because it is None a, of this is scripted. Exactly. Also, it's such a pertinent topic. But Britt and I, as you may have sussed out, are quite different um, in stature. And um, also, you know, we tend to fly up on a tangent across from one another. But essentially, we're both women young women in South Africa of two very, Mm -hmm. very different race groups, very different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you and I find a way through humor often um, and, you know, sometimes very frank and tactless questions of (laughs) debating issues. And is that, I I think that's what women should be doing. Don't hold it against one another. Do what Britain and I do, laugh at one another relentlessly. (laughs) 
and drink a lot of wine. And drink a lot of um, wine, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I think that, I mean, Bev, you, you have, your mom's a teacher, mm-hmm. and it, it, it comes through, you know, my mom was a lecturer, and I, I think it, is, it comes through this idea that we both seem to have in common, so I'm using our moms as, you know, the reasoning behind it. It is, and that you said, it was, people, it was passed on, yeah. Yeah, but people need to to have conversations. I mean, you know, for everyone that's listening and both can attest to this, my when I don't understand something from a culture that's not my own, I tend to prephrase my question with so culturally inappropriate question number one. <laughs> Which I said you need to stop doing, but you're so wonderfully yes. polite. About it. <laughs> I, I feel like I need to warn people though, because as you know, everyone who's been listening has heard, we sometimes don't put the words together properly. Um so you and I both believe that people need to have conversations and people need to ask questions and people need to not get offended by the things that other people don't know. Or get offended, and, but don't walk away from the conversation going, you're a horrible person because you asked a question I'm uncomfortable with. Yes. Which is what I'm getting on my social media, that you're wrong and you're wrong. We're, we all have our days when we're right and wrong. It doesn't mean we need to hate one another to the core and berate one another in public. Please don't use my Facebook page to tell me what an idiot I am <laughs> if you haven't met me for even three seconds. Like, where did you... Yeah. It's like walking up to a stranger on the street and going, you're an idiot. Okay. Yeah. I'd probably yeah. get you arrested. <laughs> um, yes, you would, because you're so, like that. Well, because also, can you not attack me, crazy person? <laughs> like, but... But people have started using social media as like a smokescreen. And bullying They think that they can say anything that they want and nobody will know it's them. Like, I know it's you. You put up pictures of yourself, you have a name. Um, Like, it's not difficult to figure out who you are on social media, you know? Also accountability, because a lot of what I get, I said this to you as well, Britt, a lot of what I get is, oh, does your mom know? Or um, does your dad know? No. Or my best is, does your husband know? Have you met my husband? He doesn't give a flying. And if you met my mom, she's like me on steroids. And she must never be on social media because she will probably tell you off in about 16 languages and you'll forget yes. your own name. Yeah. So we arrange your shit and give it back to you and you'll think it's a birthday present. It's the sensitive <laughs> thing that, that we do amongst women, that you are yes. younger than me and you're, you know, you've got nice hair, so you must be dumb. I'm a little bit it's tired not even, It's not even dumb, Buzz. Like, you and I used to work at the same broadcaster, mm-hmm. and we know this individual who will remain nameless. <laughs> and I, just after I started working at said broadcaster, I was still in university, I was in my final honours year. Yes. And because I had a salary, I said to my mom, please can you buy me a laptop? And because I was studying TV at the time, it was an Apple and we, you know, I had access to software and everything else. And my mom used her credit card and money from the bond to kind of cover what this had cost me. And I walked into the office the next day and this individual looked at me and said, oh, it must be nice to have a rich daddy who will buy you stuff. And I said to him, I am paying my mother back from the money she drew from the bond. See, but why so, did you yeah, have... I'm why sure did it you need nice to have a rich daddy. Mm. Um, you know, so why I, do you need to explain things? Yeah, mm. but you see, and, and for me, you know, a guy would walk in not half an hour later with a new phone or whatever, and it was, oh, awesome, Rad, you got a new phone. And yeah. I was like, where is, the, where is the, oh, it must be nice to have a nice mommy. 
you know, and it's that thing. Oh, you drive a nice car. Did your boyfriend get it for you? Oh, yeah, that's my favorite line. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, your husband must be rich because my, you have such a nice house. Like, it has my nothing car to do with is you. always such a point of contention for people. I have a car. I did. I used to earn a salary. Did you know? Did you know I didn't do my job for free? Did you know that? Who knew? Yeah. I mean, who knew, who knew that I earned a salary? Um, and now even people, <laughs> I've been asked that question. Um, oh, you left your job, but how can you still afford? One, how is it your business? <laughs> yeah. Firstly. Secondly, just because I don't put my whole life on social media does not mean <laughs> in any way, shape or form that I am not doing what I need to do to survive. It just isn't any yeah. of your business, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's a respect thing. But uh, anyway, with, hmm, we're going to dig up some emotions. <laughs> um, it, goes, it goes back to a right to choose. Yes. If I choose to sit and be a housewife and have my husband pay for every last thing, mm-hmm. then that is fine. Or if you're that a guy a of choice. and you want to stay at home and your wife wants to go to work and do whatever she needs to do, then that's yeah, also you want- your thing. Yes, it's your choice. Like with the virginity testing thing, if you want to stay a virgin through university, that is your choice. But, Male or female or, you know, whatever. With government you, stepping in to sanction it, does it then make virginal, pious women better women than those who enjoy the very natural process of sex as demonstrated by the vagina parts on my timeline? <laughs> But no, because that feeds back into the patriarchy thing, where you have to, you know, be this glowing, virginal human. Yes. Because, you know, then you're pure. Because... And you are worthy. Because, of because, course... you know, it's it, only sluts that enjoy having sex. Also, if you're, um, you know, virginal and very, very good, you'll get an education from an institution that's going to maybe teach you about human rights. And halfway through your studies, you're going to be, hmm, maybe not. But the fact that you can't afford an education in any other way means that your rights are then, the moment you realize it, when that realization strikes and the switch goes, from that moment on, you're then bound because a lot of the argument is these girls are choosing to do it themselves. However, these girls yeah. are straight out of school, and they're still girls at 18, mm-hmm. because you and I know, you come out of school and you're very green and naive. Um, and then at around 18, 19, in the middle of this bursary of a four-year, three-year study period, um, you suddenly awaken to your body and yourself and your mm-hmm. confidence. And mm-hmm. then it becomes a shackle. Yeah. But you can't give it up because you can't afford education any other way. Yeah. So you may, in fact, start off agreeing and then halfway through deciding otherwise. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it, you can't just educate women. No. You know, when there was that big uproar about teenage pregnancies and I think it was one in five at one stage, my staff yes. might be off. Well, I'll take that as gospel. But as you said, my mom's a teacher and yeah. it is not unusual at least once a year to hear of a high school girl giving birth under a tree on the soccer field. Yeah. So it's everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it is a problem. But by saying to girls you should remain a virgin, you're not teaching the boys. Uh-uh. Because for me, if a girl, if her first sexual experience is a rape, she, in my head, is still a virgin. Yeah. Because she hasn't chosen that. That was not her first experience. No. 
Um, and you you can't just educate one. No. Because as you know, we pointed out earlier, it, you can't do it by yourself. Well, um, I think government's starting to think that you can do it one municipality at a time. I am disappointed mm. at the mayor of that municipality. Um, as a woman, she really should have thought it through more thoroughly. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, and Brett, we could talk about this forever, but this podcast is now going to be in 16 parts. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I think maybe for now we'll leave it there. Um, but yeah. Brett, I'm sure you agree. If people want to chat to us, please get a hold of us. And yes, we are everywhere. Uh, yeah, we will be sharing it um, unusually Thursdays, but your Mondays, yeah? Yes. So um, all the bits and pieces and parts of it will be distributed and we'll keep reminding you. And if there's anything that you want to chat to us about, I mean, we're doing this on yeah. the phone, we can include you in the conversation. Let's have a conversation. Yes. Um, yes. Not even a civil conversation. I mean, if you want to call and have a conversation with us and then get into an argument, we're keen for that too. Yes. Yeah. And um, we can, we, we can, like I said, we're everywhere. We can do it on Skype. We can do it on Twitter. Bev and I love having conversations on Twitter. <laughs> yes. And we'd love to have more people in our conversations. Um, yes. So if you're looking for us, um, Brett, website? www.pinesizemedia.co.za or www.nicheradio.co.za or you can find us on Twitter, Niche Radio, of course, at Niche Radio. Um, or you can find me, Bossing, or... Or you can find me, Britt Clamp, or at Pintsized with a D Media on Twitter as well. Okay. Or, or you can find us on our Facebook page. Um, but yes. yeah, we're a little bit scared of Facebook because there are creepy people on yeah. Facebook. So if yeah. you want to have any experiences on Facebook. Yes. Um, I'm going to try and stop stirring up controversy on my Facebook page for a little while because my brain needs just a bit of a rest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the crazy people and the vaginas. Um, yes. All right. Be good. We shall chat to you again. Bye-bye, Brit. Bye, Bob.